Lever Brothers Company, makers of Life Boy Health Soap, presents Big Town. Tonight's Big Town story brought to you by Life Boy Health Soap, used in homes of 14 million Americans. Pick, call it. Life Boy Health Soap presents Big Town, the headline stories of a great city dramatically reported by Steve Wilson, fighting managing editor whose creed, as with all great newsmen, is emblazoned on the masthead of the illustrated press. The power and the freedom of the press is a flaming sword, that it may be a faithful servant of all the people, use it justly, hold it high, guard it well. Now, Big Town and Steve Wilson's strange and exciting story captioned, The Mask of Evil. Evil has many shapes and many forms, and if you seek it, you may find it to your sorrow. And such is the case in tonight's story, which had its beginning and strange and terrifying ending in a supposedly haunted lighthouse, rented for atmosphere by a mystery writer and old friend of Steve Wilson by the name of Hannah Harper. Miss Hannah, Miss Hannah, close the door quick. Oh, for heaven's sake, now what's the matter, Aggie? It's that terrible Tina Pagan, Mr. Red Heron, and Miss Van Hemmer. That's what's the matter, Miss Hannah. Please close the door and lock it. Oh, stuff and fiddlesticks, Addie. They're, they're just a couple of harmless local characters, and we're lucky to have them here to keep this musty old lighthouse warm while I finish my latest chiller dilla We'll never live till you finish it, Miss Hannah. Why not? Why not? Yes, and quit echoing me like a cracked phonograph record. Why not? Because. Because why? Oh, for heaven's sake, you got me doing it again. Why? Because of things. What kind of things? Doing. What kind of doings? What kind of doing? Now, don't start that again, Aggie. What's frightening you? That Mr. Red Heron. What's he done? He's been giving me the fishy eye. Oh, stuff. He has only one eye, and he's probably giving you his version of a widower's wink. What else? What else? The noises. What kind of noises? What kind of noises? Oh, for heaven's sake, yes. Strange noises. Under the house, rumbles, explosions, like thunder. Oh, stuff, Herring explained all that. It's the rumble of the waves pounding into the sea caves under this old lighthouse. No, it isn't, Miss Hannah. Yes, it is, and I wish it wasn't. This is the most disappointing haunted house I've ever rented to get an atmosphere for my horror stories. You'll get more than atmosphere if we don't get out of here tonight. Oh, stuff and nonsense. There isn't a spook in the place. Even poor old Captain Diamond rests quietly in his grave. Not a clank or a groan out of him. Hasn't creaked the stairs since we moved in. Or even slammed the door. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, there. Stop. It's the wind banging a shutter. No, it isn't. It's somebody trying to scare us away. Well, why should anyone want to scare us away? I, I don't know, Miss Hannah. But I wish your friend Mr. Steve Wilson was here to tell us to get out. Yes, I wish Steve was here. Something always happens when Steve Wilson is around. Please don't wish things like that, Miss Hannah. If we don't get out of this old lighthouse, we're all going to be murdered in our bed. No such thing. If I'm going to be murdered, I insist on a much more unusual setting. <laughs> murdered in bed. What would my mystery fans and my publisher think? I don't care what they think. And if you won't leave this awful place, I'm going to the village and telephone Mr. Wilson. Why? Why? To get us out of here. Oh, my God. 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 O
Uh, That's why we've got to get out of this place. Oh, good heavens. I'll bicycle to the village and phone Steve Wilson myself. And if he'll come out, maybe something will really happen in this forsaken place. Hi, Steve. Anything special on the hook for your wondrous girl reporters? Not that thing, Lorelei, but close the door on those teletags and come perch on the corner of my desk. Well, what goes with you? Have you been giving your ulcers a vacation whilst I've been in Washington? Yes. It's part of my New Year's resolution to take things easier and last longer. Mm. The year is exactly four days old. You want to bet you don't stay out of high gear a week? Not a nickel, as long as I'm running a newspaper. And the paper runs us. What a life. Anything new on that South Side sewer scandal? Not yet, Laura. The grand jury is too full of post-Christmas spirit to indict, but they'll get around to it. Uh-oh, your private wire to your so-called underworld listening post. Yes, the holiday truce is over. Hello, Steve Wilson, Illustrated Press. Steve, quit billing yourself like a vaudeville act on television. Hannah! So help you! This I gotta hear. Well, hard-hearted Hannah Hopper, the horrific Harvey of horrible happenings. How are you? Terrible, thank you. What's wrong? I've rented another haunted house for atmosphere, but practically nothing happened. Well, what is it this time, Hannah? A murder man? Deserted railroad station or Bluebeard's Castle? An abandoned lighthouse near Corp's Cove. Corp's Cove? Wouldn't you know it, Steve? Hiya, Hannah. Happy New Year. Oh, hello, Lorelai. Same to you. Are you uh, sitting on Wolf Wilson's knees this year? No, on the corner of his desk. I'm not playing Charlie McCarthy to his Bergen act until next year. <laughs> Good. Get Steve off his managerial post and bring him out here on the double. Are you in trouble again, huh? Trouble? My publisher are ha- uh, having cat fits and kitten bridges. Why? I have a deadline on a bedtime story called The Seven Corpses, and I haven't found the first one. Hannah, I refuse to be a stand-in for one of your bodies. Oh, please. Steve Aggie, my housekeeper, is hiding under beds and threatening to leave if you don't come and rescue us from a fate worse than death. Well, what's going on, Hannah? Oh, blessed if I know, Steve. It's just noises and explosions down under the lighthouse. Explosions? Are you two alone in that lighthouse? Might as well be. I rented the light from a bank that handles the estate of a character called Captain Diamond. Captain Diamond? Yes, who retired here until we buried him under a huge slab of concrete right outside the front door. Well, anyone else there besides the captain's ghost? Yes, a local gnome called Red Herring. Red Herring? No. Yes, so help me. And his son, Elmer, who is a cross between Paul Bunyan and his aunt. And he claims he has a seven-foot rabbit that pulls a pony. Now, wait a minute, Hannah. Harvey was only a six-foot rabbit. Well, I never heard of Harvey. Well, have you seen this seven-foot apparition? No, and I don't want you, for heaven's sake, drive out, Steve. Bring the Lorelei and Harry the Hack and his trusty monkey rims. Are you serious, Hannah? I'm never serious, but I'm worried, Steve, and a little bit scared, so please come out here. Okay, Hannah. How do we get to the lighthouse? Drive to Corpse Cove. Corpse Cove. Yes, turn right and follow the cliff road, but warn Harry the Hack. To be careful. Oh, why be careful, Hannah? Because part of the road has fallen into the sea. Thus, Steve Wilson and Lorelai have been drawn into a strange situation, and for the exciting development, we'll return to Big Town in a moment. You know, I always thought the great thing about life, boy, was this it made me feel wonderfully clean, extra clean. But I never knew how right I was till the doctors actually proved it. 
Yes, it's true. After comparing the effects of daily baths with different soaps, these doctors made this amazing statement. Actually, you're cleaner, safer from B.O. when you bathe daily with Life Boy than when you bathe with any other leading soap. Here's the reason. Life Boy does more than just remove the grime and perspiration you can see. Life Boy is more effective than any other leading soap against the invisible dirt that can form a foothold for B.O. Life Boy gets you even cleaner than the eye can see. After 820 scientific tests, these doctors say that Life Boy's purifying ingredient makes the difference. And this same purifying ingredient actually makes Life Boy milder, safe even for a baby's tender skin. So enjoy a refreshing Life Boy bath every day. You like Life Boy's creamy rich lather, its wonderful mildness. Get Life Boy right away. Now back to Big Town and to Steve Wilson and Lorelei as they drive to an abandoned lighthouse to help a lady novelist who gets into jams by renting haunted houses for atmosphere. Say, boss, Miss Kilfine, uh, speaking of atmosphere... Uh, speak of it, Harry. If you will observe out at the left window to hack, you will see very little else besides atmosphere except the seawater about 100 feet straight down. Yes, Harry. So watch for any more spots where the road has fallen into the sea. I'm watching. That last one came on me kind of sudden. Yeah, so does death. To so take it easier, we won't live to get Hannah Harper and Aggie out of this jam. What kind of jam they got themselves into this time, boy? We're not sure. Neither is Hannah. No, there's a lighthouse, Harry. Stop here. Yikes, and off the road ends. That's all there is. There ain't no more. Should I cut my life? Look. No, wait, Harry. There's... Something coming out of the ground over there. Holy moly. It walks like a man, but it looks like a bear. Well, that must be Elmer, the caretaker's son. Ooh, quote and misquote. Who takes care of the caretaker's son while the caretaker's son is taking care of us? Wait a minute. He's coming over to the car. I'll get out and talk to him. You want to borrow my knock and knock a boy? Hold it, Harry. Good evening. What do you want, mister? Does uh, Miss Hannah Harper live here? She did. Where is she? I don't know. Are you Elmer Herring? Yeah, I'm Elmer Herring. Who are you? Well, we're friends of Miss Harper and Miss Aggie. Then get them out of here. Why? Because I don't like them women. Why not? Because they don't believe I got a rabbit seven feet tall. Oh? Have you? Yeah. That's fine. Now, if you uh, don't mind, I'll go into the lighthouse. Wait a minute, mister. I'm not... Uh... Go of my throat, Elmer. Why? Keep out of this, Harry. Yeah, I'll throw you both in the ocean in your automobile, and I, I can do it, too. Oh, sure you could, Elmer, but uh, then we wouldn't be able to take Miss Hannah away from here. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, you couldn't. So, uh, how about... Letting go of my throat, and I'll go into the lighthouse and talk her into leaving. Okay, but you get them out of here. Elma, get back in the cellar. Yes. Okay, Pa. Okay, but don't you let him laugh about my seven foot rabbit. I won't, and get him to work. All right, mister. Now, here's Jim. Get them women and get. Why? ain't safe for him to be here at the lighthouse alone. Why not? You ask too many questions, mister. 
Get them women and gifts. That will be up to the proper. Get them and gifts. Well, you seem to have another visitor. This is your busy night. I said get them and gifts. You're in a rut, Mr. Herring. Get them and gifts. Good evening, Mr. Herring. Hmm. Evening, Doc. I uh, came as quickly as possible. Uh, who are your visitors? Strangers. Come to get the right woman and the other female what talks like a parrot. Very good. Uh, from that which I hear, your friends will be happier elsewhere, sir. That remains to be seen, and I didn't catch the name. Uh, Dr. Fu, doctor of dentistry, sir. And you? I'm Steve Wilson of the Big Town Illustrated Press. Oh, a newspaper man. Yes, but we're here as friends of Miss Harper. Good, very good. And a good friend is he who gives wise counsel. In this case, to depart. Oh, thanks for the suggestion, Dr. Fu. And what is your reason for coming here as quickly as possible? A professional visitor. I have come to pull teeth. Well, now, Mr. Herrings, he doesn't sound as if he had any teeth. Yeah, John right. Had him knocked out in a fight in Singapore 20 years ago. Uh, quite so. And I am preparing a set of false teeth for Mr. Herring. When do I get him, Doc? Oh, very soon. Uh, but now, where is your son, Elmer? Uh, that the molar must be causing him great pain. Uh, he's in the cellar. Oh, so that's what made Elmer feel so mean. A toothache. Uh, yes. But the matter will soon be remedied. Who's going to hold Elmer while you pull a molar, Dr. Fool? Uh, no one, Mr. Wilson, for I shall put him to sleep. <laughs> uh, now, if you will excuse me, gentlemen. All right, mister. Go get them women and get them out of here. Steve, what's going on here? First a dim-witted giant with a toothache and a seven-foot rabbit, and then a, a monosyllabic rustic, and finally an oriental doctor of dentistry. I don't get it. It can't happen here. Well, it is happening, Lana Lai, and if it's one of Hannah's publicity stunts to publicize her next mystery novel, I'm going to dunk her in the ocean. Now, wait till hack, Harry. Jack, what? Come on, Lana. I'm right with you, Steve. Lead the way. Steve, Steve Wilson, oh, thank heavens we got here. Uh, yes, I think so, Hannah. Well, for heaven's sake, come on in, but don't wipe your feet on this concrete slab. Hello, Laura Lair. Hello, Hannah, why not? Oh, poor old Captain Diamond is buried under this slab. It wouldn't be respectful to wipe your feet on his grave, so come on in. I have a welcome mat inside. Well, it'll be the first welcome we've had. What do you mean, Steve? Uh, all right, Hannah. Where did you hire these sweet characters to put on that vaudeville act? Act? What act are you talking about? Elmer, Red Herring, Foo. Who's Foo? An oriental dentist here to pull Elmer's teeth. An odd leg, if you ask me. Steve, Lorelai, I swear I haven't arranged anyone. Oh, Oh, Mr. Wilson, Miss Kilburn. What is it, Aggie? Get us out of this awful place before we're all murdered in our beds. Oh, my goodness. Midnight, and I'm 
still tell him we'll all be murdered, and I'll dead we will. Stuff and fiddle-faddle-sticks, Aggie. Now that Steve is here, nothing will happen. Well, I thought you wanted me here at the lighthouse, so something would happen, Anna. I changed my mind. What do you suppose they're doing down in the cellar besides pulling Elmer's teeth, Steve? Well, I don't think Dr. Fu came here to pull Elmer's teeth, all right? For heaven's sakes, what else, Steve? I don't know, Hannah, but you've convinced me this isn't a publicity stunt on your part, and they're all anxious to get you and Aggie out of here. But then I wonder why. That's what I mean to find out. Hostie. I want all of you to go to bed and turn out the lights. You'll be murdered in our bed. Duff, Aggie, they'll have to find you under the bed to murder you. What are you going to do, Steve? Wait a while and then scout the basement to see what's causing those muffled explosions. Here, Miss Hannah, I told you it wasn't waves in the caves making that awful noise. I just said that to keep you from having the screaming memes, Aggie. I got him anyway. Oh, why did you send Harry away with a hack, Steve? The phone Fletcher on city desk to check our morgue files on this fabulous Captain Diamond buried under Hannah's doorway. Why check on Captain Diamond? Steve. I think Dr. Fu is here because of Captain Diamond. Huh? What makes you think so, Steve? You say you found papers indicating Diamond made a fortune trading in the Orient before he retired? Yes, but the bank I rented the place from said he'd lost all his money. I wonder. That old picture of him over the fireplace doesn't look like a man who would part with money once he got his hands on it. Well, I suppose he had money when he died. Where does Fu fit? Oh, I think by his accent, Dr. Fu, if he is a dentist, practice in the Straits, Florida, like Singapore, Calcutta, or even the East Coast of Africa. May have worked on Captain Diamond, learned his secret. Well, how'd you arrive at that long arm of deduction, Steve? Well, look at the mouth of that old sea dog up there in the picture. Hmm? A full set of false teeth if I ever saw one. Heavens, Steve, you're right. Maybe Dr. Fu heard of Captain Diamond's death. Yes, through Red Herring, who sailed with the captain as a mate. And they're looking for the captain's money. Oh, buried treasure. That's what they're after. And they'll murder us all in our beds to get it. Oh, go to bed, Aggie. Get under the bed, you'll be safe. Wait a minute. Listen, that's Dr. Fu's car. He's driving away. I guess they've quit the treasure hunt for tonight. Good. Uh, where do Herring and his son live, Anna? Downstairs, under the old light. Uh-oh, not so good. Is there any way to get down there from here? No, only through a passageway under the light. This keeper's house was built later. And I'll have to get in that way. Oh, now, Steve, you're not going down there right away. Elmer likes to choke people. He might think you're trying to steal his seven-foot rabbit. No. I'm going to wait a while. Give Elmer and his father time to settle down and sleep. You hope? Don't worry. Now, you girls get to bed and turn out your lights. Mm, and sleep, I suppose. At least keep quiet. Yeah. All right. Come along, Aggie. Get your nighty. Nighty? That I love, Miss Kilburn. The least I can do is be decent if I'm going to be murdered in my sleep. <laughs> Why didn't you stay up in the house? Oh, no. If there's something to this treasure idea, there's a story in it. And I'm a reporter, and whether you go, ergo, I go. All right. But keep quiet and keep back. Are you going in the cellar now? No. Dr. Poole left his car down the road and walked back. He's in there. In there? Doing what? Well, I've been digging and loading something on a cart, Lana. The one Elmer's seven-foot rabbit pulled? Well, at this stage of the game, I'll even buy that. <laughs> What was that? I think those modern Pandoras are opening a box, commonly called a coffin. Coffin? Grave digger. Yes, Grave robber. Those muffled explosions must have been blasts to open a hole from this cellar to Captain Diamond's burial vault. 
Steve, if the money's in the coffin, they'll get it and get away before we can notify the police. Give me my fare, son, you fool. Give me my fare. Give me it. Let me get it. Wait, Laura, lie. They're quarreling over the loot. Maybe we won't need the police. Give me my fare, you wretch. Will you give me my fare? But certainly, my friend, you and your son shall have your share now. Did you see what I saw? Run, Pat? Yes, but that will keep, Laurel. I'll be careful. Be quiet. We're dealing with the killer. It's quite so. <gasps> Dr. Fu. Uh, yes, miss. And this gun and flashlight give me considerable advantage over your male companions. So please to advise him to do nothing foolishly heroic on your behalf. Consider yourself advised, Keith. He means business. Yes, Dr. Fu. If you handle dentist tools as well as that gun in your hand, you must be quite a craftsman. I am most proficient, Mr. Wilson. Please to walk with the young lady into the late Captain Diamond's grave ward, and I will show you examples of both types of my handiwork. <laughs> Thus, Steve and Lorelei are caught in a really deadly situation. In a moment, we'll come to the exciting climax of tonight's story, brought to you by Life Boy Health Soap. Friends, if you say this is startling, well, I say it's startling too. The doctors have proved it. Life Boy, with its purifying ingredient, gets skin cleaner. Stops D.O. as no other leading soap can. Yes, after comparing the effects of daily baths with different soaps, these doctors made this amazing statement. Actually, you're cleaner, safer from B.O. when you bathe daily with Life Boy than when you bathe with any other leading soap. It's Life Boy's purifying ingredient that makes the difference. Remember, this purifying ingredient actually makes Life Boy milder, safe even for a baby's tender skin. So ask for Life Boy and enjoy that Life Boy bath every day. Now back to Big Town and to the abandoned lighthouse. The weird situation in which Steve Wilson faces a murderous oriental dentist. In tonight's story of The Mask of Evil. Please, to begin work, Mr. Wilson. And you better wait for our driver and hurry to hack to return before you force me to seal ourselves up in Captain Diamond's grave vault? No, Mr. Wilson. You are a hack driver. I will dispose of with his gun when he returns. And deliver his hack and his body over the cliff into the sea. Oh, I knew it, Miss Hannah. I told you we'd be murdered if we stayed in this haunted old lighthouse. Quiet, Aggie. You were wrong about being murdered in bed. Maybe you'll be wrong about being murdered at all. We hope, we hope, we hope. Well, you should have stayed in bed, Anna, Aggie. Three ladies, will you please to be quiet while Mr. Wilson begins with this special cement I have prepared. What is so special about this cement, Dr. Poole? To ordinary cement, I have added a special fast hardening ingredient used in the dental profession, which in a few minutes will make the opening you are about to close like solid rock. I see. So you won't have to wait so long to be sure the passageway is sealed up so tight we can't dig our way out with this trowel. Right. So please to start before mortar begins to harden. Very well. Better back up or you'll be sealed in with us. I shall make certain that does not happen, Mr. Wilson. Seal up the space between us quickly. 
All right. Incidentally, what were you after in the coffin of the late Captain Diamond? <laughs> Diamond. Diamond? <laughs> yes, that fortune in Diamond. Where were they hidden? In the good captain's false teeth, Mr. Wilson. In his false teeth? Very ingenious, Dr. Who, your idea or the captain's? Oh, the captain's. He had me seal them in a set of molars in Zanzibar many years ago. And you have to wait until he died to get them back. Yes, Mr. Wilson. And murder Mr. Herring and his son? Yes, Mr. Wilson. A place to continue and finish before cement hardens, I shall be compelled to shoot. Oh, and you'd have to finish sealing up this hole yourself. It would be no task. I'll continue quickly, please. But, Steve, if you do seal up that hole, we're finished. No one will ever find us in this hole. Take it easy, Laura, and I, my lovely. It's... Cement is tricky stuff. It can be used for all sorts of things. Oh, Miss Hannah, what an awful, awful way to die. Buried before you're dead with bodies laying on a road. Hush, Eddie, you're getting morbid. You've simply got to think us out of here. I'm going to try. Get back, Hannah. My gun grows impatient, Mr. Wilson. Please do finish the job of killing the opening. All right, Dr. Poole. Here's a nice big trowel full of your fast-hardening cement for your face. All right. Come in here through the cavity. Oh, wonderful, Steve. Hold him. I'll get the gun. Abigail, I've got him. The cement is hardening. I will surrender to death. No, Dr. Poole, stop struggling. Stop talking and breathe through your mouth. Steve, the cement is hardening on his face. Yes. And it'll make a perfect mask of evil for the rogues gallery and police headquarters. Hey, boys, Mr. Bain, boys. In here, Harry. Holy mackerel, what's going on in here? Well, we just missed being buried alive because of a mouthful of diamonds, Harry. Harry, did you see an animal outside hit to a cart with a coffin in it? Yikes! Was that one almost run me off the cliff as I was driving back in here? Yes, Harry. Elmer's seven-foot rabbit, alias a long-eared mule. What happened to it? Uh, run off the cliff or fell in the ocean. Oh, Steve, with the captain's body and his false teeth full of a fortune and diamonds. Yes, it looks like the captain and his fortune and namesakes have gone back to the sea. Oh, Steve, I knew something would happen as soon as you showed up. Now I have enough material for my horror book. No, you haven't, Hannah. Your publisher wouldn't swallow this story. Why not? Well, because in these queer days and times... Fiction can't be as strange as fact. <laughs> and so ended with the last conviction and execution of the deadly Dr. Poole for the murder of Elmer and his father, another exciting adventure of Steve Wilson and Lorelei of the Big Town Illustrated Press. And now, before telling you of next week's Big Town story... Friends, have you tried Life Boy Health Soap in the big new Bath Size? Bath Size Life Boy is generous, luxurious. Gives you mountains of mild, refreshing lather, oceans of bath time enjoyment. Remember, Life Boy in your daily bath gets skin cleaner. Stops B.O. as no other leading soap can. Get new Bath Size Life Boy. <laughs> Next week, the makers of Life Boy bring you a hard-hitting story of the building racket entitled Nightmare House. Another exciting assignment in the newspaper career of fighting Steve Wilson of Big Town. 
Don't miss it. And tonight's dramatization, all names, times, and places are fictional. And any similarity to other names and places is purely coincidental. Big Town features Edward Pauley as Steve Wilson, Fran Carlin as Lorelei Kilborn, and was written and produced by Jerry McGill. Next Tuesday night, same time, same station, you'll hear the newsboy calling. Extra, extra hero about it. The story of Steve Wilson and Nightmare House. Brought to you by Light Boy Health Soap. And another fine lever product. Extra, New Rinso with sodium puts sunshine on your wash. Yes, rain or shine, new Rinso gives your wash an amazing new brilliance. You can dry your wash anywhere, and white clothes will turn out not just whiter, but whiter than new, and washable colors even brighter than brand new. It's because new Rinso contains the scientific sunlight ingredient, sodium. New Rinso is so safe for clothes, so kind to hands. Today, more women use Rinso than any other wash day soap in the world. Only new Rinso contains sodium. Be sure to be with us next Tuesday at the same time when Lever Brothers Company will again present Big Town. This is your narrator, Hugh James, bidding you good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.